Um, this hmm. this week's topic we're talking about is um, movies based on myths and legends. The the you, one I use for the post is Jason and the Argonauts. A, oh, I see. Um, okay. A, a movie I haven't seen. Um, Me neither. But I saw Me a still neither. from it, and it's just just oh, glorious, do. right? <laughs> it was just it was just sort of a paunchy Poseidon leaning over a boat, and I was like, I mean. This is if brilliant. you found one frame of the film glorious, I, I I almost don't want you to watch the whole film. It's going to be too many frames <laughs> for you to fit with. I, the I skeletons and everything. You can what? I just realised I had a book on Ray Harryhausen, mm, just that I've never okay. read before, and I've never. Oh, seen looks like any it's of his by movies. Ray Harryhausen. There's, there's, there's a whole exhibit I think uh, nearby us, not in Sheffield, but like. Yeah. Somewhere uh, where you can like actually go and see the actual skeletons and stuff from That's from. Oh, um, sweet! Well, uh, then you Ray Harryhausen's watch. actual skeleton. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> animated. Oh, that'd be worth looking at. Yeah, someone rig it up to some wireframe <laughs> stuff and make an animation. No, surely, surely, it's what Ray would have wanted. Come on, yeah. come on! <laughs> it must be what Ray Harryhausen would have wanted. I. I, I reckon his skeletons in uh, the the kids museum Eureka uh, on the on the pedal on the pedal bike thing. Yeah, doing the bike <laughs> where, where you pe- where you sit down and pedal next to a, a skeleton and it looks yeah. like you're seeing a reflection of yourself. And that's Ray, that's Ray himself. That's Ray Harryhausen himself. <laughs> wow. Well, the, the knees are. That's the only bit that moves. The, the, the main body of the skeleton is just anyone. Yeah. No, <laughs> Peddling next to Ray Harryhausen is a little less, um, you know, enthralling when you actually <clears> do it because essentially what happens is you push the pedal one one very small fraction of a space and then you get off and take a picture and then you, uh, <laughs> you push it a yes. little bit further and then you take another picture. So from my waste of talent, we've got I want to be a real skeleton. <laughs> okay. Brilliant. Okay. Straight out of the this bat. is this is the life story of Mr. Ray Harryhausen. As soon as skeletons and myths are brought in line, yeah. <laughs> you guys are going to kick off with a Ray Harryhausen. Yes, <laughs> who during his life only wanted his his life's work was to get it so that when he died, someone would go. I bet he would want us to animate his skeleton. And make a film out of it. But has anyone he done that? He couldn't say it directly. No. Because it would be it'd be it would be crass. Yeah. It'd be in bad taste to just say that. Yeah. Because mm. he comes from a specific cultural background where it's rude to ask for that specific thing. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, I mean, I think like British would be one of those cultural backgrounds. Yeah. Whereas rude <laughs> it's rude to ask to be made into a into a skeleton. Into a corpse yeah. puppet, yeah. <laughs> right you say this we, we are very right. uptight aren't we <laughs> you say this right people people uh do actually ask for their skull to be used in productions of hamlet hamlet yeah oh really yeah so there okay. is there is like genuine like that's uh, something you can do that's an option for that. yeah you, like can people successfully ask for that <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah you can okay. ask yeah but <laughs> What if you got a weird looking skull? (laughs) Then they just chuck it in the bin. (laughs) It's It's mainly 
it's mainly desperate agents at this point. Just like we can, we can, we can sign you up to get on the big yep. stage, but first, yep. you Don't gotta worry. die. We're gonna get you a credit. Don't we? like it, one way or another. You are going to get on stage. You there's get... caveat. There's caveats. Don't ask about them just yet. Imagine, imagine being turned down for the role of the, the skull in Hamlet. The, the skull, because <laughs> you're too weird looking or something. Oh, no. <laughs> no, we're getting. I got prop. you a job. It's it's working with Kenneth Branagh on a new on a new production of Hamlet. Who are you playing? Uh, Yorick, I think. Uh, <laughs> wait, hang on, hang on. Yeah, yeah, the the. <laughs> it's a big part. He's in one of the famous speeches. I assume that means he's a main character. <laughs> His agents are sharpening their axe <laughs> while this- on the phone. Are you telling me details I didn't previously know about how Ken Dodd died? Because he was the skull (laughs) in the Kenneth Branagh Hamlet, right? Oh. What? Yes, he was. He played the... He appears... You see him when he's alive, and then it cuts to... You've got... He's got his skull, and the skull has comedy big teeth. That is the case. (laughs) That happens, doesn't it? Yes! God, you get some culture, everybody. Go and watch Hamlet. (laughs) Get some culture and go watch this movie with Ken Dodd. The only Ken thing Dodd that I, the, yeah, this Ken Dodd's version of Hamlet. The only thing I will say is I'm fairly <laughs> sure. I'm fairly sure that not only did Ken Dodd die sometime after that film, yes. but my my family went to see him like 20 years later. So I'm pretty sure it wasn't his actual <laughs> real skull, unless they gave it him back afterwards. I suppose. <laughs> Maybe they modelled it on him. <laughs> Just probably. They, they just sliced the front of his face open. Yeah. Just, just popped it out and then put it back. <laughs> <laughs> now, Ken, this may hurt a little bit. See, this is much... I find this more wholesome than I gouge you. Right. We'll, keep, we'll keep this then. Our new so, thing can be the pulling out of skulls. <laughs> from yeah, okay. the face yeah and then popping back in again like false teeth yep. yeah um, yes <laughs> so ray harryhausen wants <laughs> yeah, to be sorry you were oh, yeah. wanted to be a, 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 a skeleton a, a skeleton a real skeleton he wanted yeah. to die and be a skeleton and then be animated yeah. by animators yeah i, I think to appear to be who... alive I think it's not Ray Harryhausen because mm-hmm. Ray ha- like skeletons moving around like stop motion stuff hasn't been done since Ray Harryhausen. No, quite. Really. He hasn't had his wish fulfilled. It's no, very not sad. Yet. But Until we make this film, maybe that's the narrative though. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's th- maybe like trying to bring that oh, back. Is this a documentary mm. then? And like it ends with us doing it. We, it turns out that all the way through, whenever there's been clips of Harryhausen's animated skeletons, actually, we remade them with his skeleton, and that's the triumphant <laughs> ending. As well, per I mean, his wish. Yeah. I, don't know if you, if you, I don't know if you all have seen Kubo and the Two Strings, but that has a really yes. big skeleton in it. Right. Um, the, the, like, oh, yeah, so it does. Yeah. I have, is, but is I don't like remember it. Bigger than a I human. I remember there was a big skeleton, yeah. 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 It's like, it's like ju- it, I don't know why it had to be that enormous, but it, it was. Well, the like bigger the better. Model. Once you're animating a skeleton, I mean, why not make it a big, massive one anyway? Right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, like it was it genuinely like a like kind of King Kong size freaking stop motion <laughs> oh, skeleton. It sounds wicked. I'm going to rewatch Kubo. Yeah, 
uh, the over the credits they have this like bit where they've just yes. there's just people moving oh, around. I love it like, when they do those in yeah. what's the name like a films where they just show off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look what and, we uh, can do with plasticine. <laughs> in, I like the idea. Great. <laughs> I, I, I just like the idea that Ray Harryhausen's. It, it felt like Ray Harryhausen's kind of dying wish was not going to be fulfilled until someone decided to make him enormous. Yeah. You'd get yeah. like a giant yeah. Embiggener and put him in. Put him in Kubo. <laughs> that was part of his wish. Well, but well, no, what just they, pack it out with plasticine. No, what they did was he's not the only person to have had this wish. So they they got everyone whose wish it was to have their skeleton animated as a giant <laughs> skeleton. Because when they had that wish, they didn't really know what they meant or how it would be done. It was just because it was a it was a wish. It's just a wish. They got everyone whose wish that was, and they basically ground up their their bones and they <laughs> built them into a massive skeleton. So it's not actually one skeleton. Dave, what you've just described there is the ending of Mass Effect 2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally well, that was Harryhausen's yeah, yeah. wish. Mass Effect 2 was a it was a nod to Ray Harryhausen. <laughs> One of the many like, it, nods to Ray Harryhausen that you'll find in the pantheon of animated stuff during our lifetime. So in a way, the what the villains of Mass Effect 2 were doing was a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> and everyone, yeah, kept, everyone kept trying to stop him. Mass Effect is in a world uh, is set in a world where the 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 dying wishes of Ray Harryhausen went unfulfilled for too long. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and they became, began to manifest themselves in unexpected ways in space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. Oh, is that How what tragic. is that what happens to wishes gone unfulfilled? Yeah. Yeah, they become reapers. Because that's yeah. wicked. I like, we, so, we need yeah. to really think carefully about what our wishes are and like make them. <laughs> Make them as cool as possible. <laughs> <laughs> the thing I like about this entire Harryhausen concept yeah. is we can bring it all together with the final moral, which is that ultimately he wished for this his whole life, but in the end, the real skeleton was inside him all along. <laughs> <laughs> so, would, would this be, I love this, would this be a better movie if it was someone who wanted to be on stage or on screen playing a skeleton and then died and then the, mm. the outcome is that they, they are made into one? They, they like, truly yeah. ascend to skeletonhood for real. Yeah. yeah. They, they they die trying and never never reach that point. Yeah. At which point they they become uh, a Ray Harryhausen skeleton. Now like, I'm quite he's interested. There animating him. I'm interested with your mealy mouth talk of whoever it is and then becoming a Ray Harryhausen because I want to incorporate <laughs> that now. What it is is that we let's say we can't get the rights to Ray Harryhausen. So instead, we are <laughs> we can't get the rights to his corpse. We are instead creating. <laughs> An obvious facsimile of Ray Harryhausen. It's a, it's a film about someone who, in classic cinema, used to animate skeletons. And everyone yeah, will yeah. know what we're talking about, but it's our own yep. bespoke character. Just love, love us rocking up to the Los Angeles legal office. Oh, it's the Life's of Pitch Boys again. <laughs> they want another corpse disinterred. <laughs> Last week it was Alan Rickman. This week, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> All right, lads, so you wanted to grind them up again and build them into one giant skeleton? Yes, yeah, thought so. <laughs> right, we'll have to contact the family, do you understand? 
<laughs> Why do you have to contact the families, fellas? That, yeah. It's just it's just bureaucracy, isn't it? Yeah. It's just red tape. It's just the yeah. pencil pushers in City Hall trying to stand in the way of small businesses. Yeah. That's what this is all about. Yeah. No one's going to know the, f- the body's gone. Like, no, 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 yeah. Uh, well, what are the fa- they might. What they, are the families even doing with the skeleton? D- anyway, depending on depending on how like how big our marketing push is for this film, I think they might find out. <laughs> well, mm, yeah, we could be the victims of our own success. Yeah, exactly, because yeah. we're we're really hoping to make bank on the fact that we've done this <laughs> and it's what we've done and that it was a good thing to do. Well, let's I tell you what. Let's just. Um, Make sure that whoever we get to do marketing, yeah. we just get the people who did the the Wii U. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, no, so yeah, it becomes a cult classic yeah, okay. among the people uh-huh. that it really matters with, which is people yeah. who yes. still want to play Metroid Fusion, which, frankly, are the only people who matter to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but with the wider public, it goes completely unremarked upon. Yes. It, yeah. it, it's it's confusing. It, is it an add-on? Is it is it a brand new thing? Who knows? Mm. Who knows? So what we have to do, here. Yeah. what we have to do is we have to call the movie Ray the Ray Harryhausen exhibit. Ah. Right? Something yeah. that already exists yeah. and then put something <laughs> underneath it like yeah. I want to be a real skeleton. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There right, we go. so that they think, well, we've already been to the Ray Harryhausen exhibit, so yeah. we don't need to go to that. The family are like, we don't need to go yep. to that. Yeah. Um, uh, and but then it's just tiny letters underneath. I want to be real scared. Yeah. I mean, okay. don't forget. I mean, it's all it's good to have fealty towards your patrons and everything. But like, I think during the course of the development of that, most films, the names can change. Like that's it, they're a starting point. So like, we can just call it the Ray Harryhausen exhibit, or we can just we could even call it like I don't know, like the i don't know the the body science exhibit at the <laughs> museum at the museum <laughs> <laughs> at the museum yeah. in like, the night time yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then the, the mysterious incident nobody. at the body science museum yeah because no not the, no not the mysterious incident because then they'll know it's a film because what the thing is we could pull it off if we're trying to avoid anyone who isn't inherently interested in this seeing the film which God knows that's a good way of marketing a film. Then um, <laughs> we can pull it off as like, you know when you go to the cinema and you're like, oh, Avengers Endgame, uh, there's Sonic the Hedgehog there, thinking of films, there's the film. <laughs> and then there's one that's like two, uh, that's like a broadcast of something from a planetarium or something. And you just, yeah. you just your eyes just go past that poster. You just don't even see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But they are, it is something they're showing at the cinema and you could go and see it at the cinema. <laughs> but you'll never know. I like how we're, we're going to all of this effort to sort of like come up with all of these ways yeah. in, that we would have to do to guarantee that this film wouldn't be successful. Yeah. <laughs> that's, but that's part of our it's job. Like, yeah. It's like, you know, we have to take these special precautions because God knows if we just make this film, it's going to be huge. I, I love us walk. The idea of us walking into like Warner Brothers or like Paramount or something, and just having this discussion, all four of us in yeah. front of people, yeah. just yeah. waiting for our pitch. Yeah. Like, 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 how we are we going to get like... this body? Make it kind of ethical, uh, yeah. and, and also make the resulting film a huge failure 
<laughs> everyone, everyone at the desk is like, "What the fuck are they talking about?" <laughs> but I mean, it's. I was going to say it's worked in the past. But how many? Like, I think I may have asked this last time. But like, how many fil- How many of these films that you pitch week by week have been made so far? I assume a All lot. All of them. No, it's a hundred percent success. This is why we've. This is why we've changed to the methods that Tom has just described, where we, right. we get a meeting with like the producers of the film, and they go like, "Right, yeah. what do you got for us, boys?" And we go, "Right." What do you reckon? I don't know. So <laughs> we start from first principles in that board meeting. Yeah. The idea in this case is the, the, the kind of like the fiction of the Lies of Pitch podcast is essentially you get into an elevator with a producer and they say out of the completely out of the blue, mm. I yeah. want to make a film called this. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, this is a that's a fiction, is it? This doesn't actually happen. Uh, no, it does actually happen. <laughs> in the, and then in the elevator, we slam on the emergency brakes. <laughs> <laughs> and then talk go, at them for two and a half hours. And just go, we ain't leaving until we pitch that movie. I thought we were already like the team that they've already hired because we're the best in the business. So they just give, we're like the, you know, like when the Disney would just go to the Sherman brothers and go like, make songs mm. up for this. I thought we're that. Yeah. But for Well, that's, that's self-evident. That's, that's, that's the reality of the Life's Pitch podcast. Mm. Um, I'm mm. talking about the fiction, the, the like, oh. how we, this is the, the lens through which we view right. our pictures how we in the creative process. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's the fantasy in our heads. As we do our real-life job, which is that we are an independent uh, movie production development team. Exactly. The thing is, when you get get so successful sometimes, um, you have to put your your, your mind into the position of the attitude that got you there, Mm. not the attitude that you have now that you've achieved success. Yeah. Yeah, So it's like, you know, when people say dress for the job you want, not the job you've got. We dress Mm -hmm. for the job that we had when we didn't have a job, which is... Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) You know... We, we 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 dress as an up and comer is what we dress yeah. as. That's a yeah, okay. that is a very good euphemistic description for what I said. For, for a boy. <laughs> so someone with a so, lot of space to climb. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to move on to our next pitch, and I really love the idea of us walking out of this boardroom, thinking we've not finished pitched a movie. <laughs> 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 but but feeling as though we've done a really good job. Yeah. We worked hard, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. We finished yeah. we finished all That's... the biscuits. <laughs> the <meeting's over. laughs> That's all they can ask for. They That's hard. the real reason we're there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For this one. Just biscuits and We tea. drank the entire cooler full of water. Yeah. yeah. We're done. <laughs> And then and at the end, one of the producers goes over to the cooler of water and goes, Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they took all our water! And then they realise like... that the doors are locked. And then they realise that the phones are disconnected. And we come back in six, to, six to, to months to a year. And we've got ourselves some free Ray Harryhausen skeletons. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> So this is actually this is actually like a front for murder. <laughs> cool, I didn't know that's what this was. Should I have said that out loud? <laughs> no, we're, just, it's, we're just accruing props. That's the okay. uh, yeah. That's the term, is it? <laughs> I mean, 
they well, forgot the keys. In the, that thing you dumped in the river yesterday. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I just, I'm just accruing props. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's, the camera pans over to some guys who are standing near the river who go, hey, props. <laughs> <laughs> we like we like it when people dispose of corpses. Props. <laughs> I want to know more about those guys. Like, what's what's their deal? <laughs> we'll never they know. They don't do murders themselves. They just like that was. Murders. By the way, gone. Uh, no, Matt. I was going to change the subject a bit. Oh, good. <laughs> they, they, yeah. they, they go down to places that where you'd maybe expect that sometimes people dispose of corpses. Yeah. Junkyards, like car crushers, yeah. Yeah. canals. Like... Just so that if someone does, they can be like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> they, they're, they're always found out on a heath. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. next pitch. Yes, yeah. Let's move on. That's that's a great way to start the podcast, isn't it? Just just talk about murders, murders, <laughs> murders, and using the bones of yep. of Hollywood geniuses. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, just random good. executives we happen to meet. Yeah, for, for our entertainment, um, we're not picky. <laughs> I should warn you that my window is open because it's warm, but it means that if anyone's walking past, they will be getting a free podcast. It is a free podcast. <laughs> yes. so it's fine. We'll oh, just okay, have to make fine. sure that you, Jahan, say several times here on the Life of Pitch podcast. I think what happens next is and <laughs> right. then they'll, they'll, they'll be getting. Oh, so I'll be nice... doing advertising. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, like, okay. Let's let's go around the table. Um, Jahan, what is your favourite? Um, movie based in myth and legend. It can be literally oh. any kind of legend, any kind oh. of like uh, from Robin Hood to to you know, like Hercules to whatever. Oh Jesus! Most Disney uh, ones get clarified for this, right? Like myth and legend, myth and legend, eh? Um, myth and legend. Damn, like must be one. Mm. Uh, and I can't. I'm totally going blank. I, on this. I love these questions that just throw <laughs> throw yeah, people yeah. blindside oh, them. I, I can't <laughs> think of any movies now. I know, no. yeah. <laughs> like the only thing I can currently think of is Disney's Hercules, which is all right. It's all right. Like it's fine, isn't it? <laughs> no, um, it's like I, I don't think I've seen it all the way through. You know, it's. I, yeah. All right, it's All right. not. It's not one of their best. There are things about it I really like, and then there are things about it that portend the end of their golden era. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but there must be a better one than Disney's Hercules. There must be. Must name myth would, and legend. I would say Moana is under that. What? What? Why? Moana is better than Disney's Hercules. I, yeah, yeah, but what's it got to do with myth and legend? Well, I mean, Maui, Maui is a mythical Polynesian oh, is he? Mythi- oh. mythical character. Uh, do yeah. you know what? I literally forgot he was in it. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Moana on a boat on her own, hanging out. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's basically what I was picturing. Yeah, going slowly mad. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, Maui is Maui... the Tyler Durden yeah. of, of Moana. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Disney, like Dave's v- memory of Moana is much more like, like you know, the rhyme of the ancient mariner, or whatever. <laughs> just <sort of laughs> going insane on a boat in the open sea. Except instead of an albatross, it's just chicken played by Alan Tudyk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> Moana's a good shout. Like, that's yeah. a good film mm. that has a mythological basis. But there must be other ones. There must be, like, ones based on, like, Roman, Greek... I mean, Disney's Disney's Robin Hood is is pretty good, right? I a thousand percent know what my favourite mythological film is. Disney's Robin Hood is pretty good. Locked in. That's not a myth or a... Le- that's not... In- it is. That's like Robin a fun- Hood is a legendary figure. The legend of, Do- of Doctor Who. <laughs> Robin Hood. Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> right, so Robin Hood. They had I've a got archery a competition once. I would say oh, that's cool. like a folk tale. That's not... That's not the uh, You see... Of- now, you see, this is... If we're starting, if we're differentiating, we have to figure out exactly where the line is. Yeah, like is the Mothman prophecies? Is that a myth or a legend? So, <laughs> yeah. so I think I, yeah, I think, I, I I'm think going Mothman prophecies net. is cryptid because it's modern, right? Like, right. Um, it's like post f- kind of photograph era. I think okay. is cryptids. Right. Um, <laughs> so I, I can't know, say I can't say Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. Yo, go on. You've got to the be allowed. The legend to of the legend of Bigfoot. Does that sound right? <laughs> okay, so look. <laughs> I don't care for these puny mortal rules. My favourite myth and legend film is, of course, Santa Claus the movie. <laughs> and I don't care what what linguistic wrangling you're going to do to disallow yeah. it. That's the one. No, I think Santa Claus is 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 solidly a mythical figure. Thank you. Uh, hmm, hmm. <laughs> so well, so could I say elf? <laughs> like you know what I mean? <laughs> what's what, what, yeah. Where does this stop? <laughs> yeah, this no, do you know what? Like, I would say the elf lives within the Santa Claus mythos. <laughs> yeah, but is Santa Claus sufficient? I, when you say myth and legend, I think yeah. of something with some kind of, like, uh, religious sort of heft mm. to it. You know, something that, you know, like... So you'd th- prefer it to be uh, basically so old that a previous civilization thought it was real. Yeah, like, yeah, mm. surely. Because otherwise, think... myths and legends—that could be like anything that like people might think is real but isn't. You know, yeah. I, I don't know. I, 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 um... I think, I think there's, there's definitely a, a, a matter of like legends. It becomes more likely to be a myth or a legend the older it is because there has been more time for people to sort of like have less information about it so mm. that they can believe that the story that gets told is true. So, like, yeah. Robin Hood is fairly, like... The reason that, that Robin Hood's a legend is because it's based on a, fic- like, on a factual person, right? It's an actual human being that existed. But the yeah. legend was the, the, the stuff that surrounded... Yeah, there was a, there was a Robin of Loxley. Robin of Loxley. <laughs> Uh, Hello, God. I'm Robin of Loxley. Okay, so you're trying to steer us towards Prince of Thieves there. I can see what you're doing. I don't what you're talking about. I don't have any strong feelings towards that. Like, no, me neither. It ain't happening. That ain't going <laughs> Listen, I, I, Prince of Thieves is fine. Uh, <laughs> I've managed I, to sit through it all once when I was a child and mm. not again. It's a very yeah. silly movie. I, I I just have this image in my head of Morgan Freeman and Kevin Costner being catapulted over over a castle wall into a hay hay bale. I'm not not sure I got that far. <laughs> what what about the mummy? Oh my god! I mean, is that one? It's based on like Egyptian mythology. Uh, uh, yeah, 
Oh, yeah. are we allowed to go Egyptian mythology? Yeah, surely. Right? Okay, so mannequin then. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I guess... Does that, guess, is, that, is, is that what that's about? Yeah, mannequin, the mannequin that comes alive in mannequin. It isn't that a magic spell makes a mannequin come alive. It's that an ancient Egyptian princess is cursed to teleport into the future and for some for reasons unexplained by the terrible film mannequin (laughs) she doesn't just go forwards in time she comes to life in a mannequin which is itself modeled after her somehow does 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 mannequin 2 on the move explain any of this further would it surprise you to know that i can't answer that question (laughs) i uh I, i recommend watching mannequin by the way because it's really quite surprising how bad it is and like not not and not for the reason that it's like oh it's a dodgy old 80s film but because the entire thing revolves around the concept that the worst man you've ever seen just the most <laughs> the most ridiculous like shit for brains idiot horrible man yeah automatically we're supposed to support him being the love interest and getting the girl because it was because it was the 80s yeah by being himself and like even for the 80s right because the 80s had like similar films like big where in that film he was a decent person and in this he's not in this he's just a sort of like i i bet someone like jeffrey katzenberg was involved in this film it's that (laughs) sort of film that's this is how i feel about the warriors i've not seen the warriors who's the love interest in the warriors uh, well, I mean, like every, <laughs> every single love interest. Yes, yeah, <laughs> every single one of them is unlikable, which is right. a, a star. Yeah. <laughs> so and it's just like the Warriors is a great mythology movie. What? It's based on the uh, loosely the Odyssey. Of the Warriors. Is oh, loosely is based on yeah. the Odyssey. Very oh, loosely so could, based on the. So Odyssey. could I say, "Oh brother, where oh, are brother, thou? where are thou?" Yes. That is a solid That's film. That's another one. Yeah. Um, I was also going to say, "What about the mask?" The mask is entirely built. Yeah, Norse mythology. It's Loki's okay. yeah. mask. The, then the mask. The mask. And then yeah, the mask is mythology, and you're very like, good. Thor Ragnarok is also. Yeah. No, yeah, no, you're right. Actually, no, I've changed my mind. It's Thor the Dark World. (laughs) (laughs) Since going back to Egyptians and strained internal logic, um, the mummy... like I figured something out on my last watch through of the mummy that I feel like I had missed, but I don't know if everyone else missed it as well, which is when you ask the question, why does Imhotep... (laughs) why, Why does he think that Rachel Weiss is his uh, Anaxunamun. Anaxunamun. Anaxunamun! This is explained in uh, in The Mummy Returns, uh, where Rachel (laughs) Weiss is is a reincarnation of Of someone out of Anaxunamun's sister. The Mummy explains it far better. The Mummy itself, the movie, explains far better. And that is that um, when... Uh, Imhotep is comes first to life. He has no eyes. Everything, uh, yeah. all, all of his organs have uh. been taken away, and he has to get them by eating people. Basically, yeah. you know, the guy you know he what? eats to get eyes 
Has bad eyesight. Has bad eyesight. His glasses <laughs> fall yeah. off. There's that whole bit, and he's yeah. pawing his way towards the camera. Yeah. So, so Imhotep comes back to life with very bad takes eyesight. Someone's eyesight that's terrible, <laughs> yeah. and then just assumes that the first female voice he hears is his wife. <laughs> no, it's not his wife, though, is it? It's his. Oh, I it's his, his so he's his also mother. got very bad. Yeah. He's also got very bad eyesight. and that like like that is i think the reason they had that guy's eyesight be bad because they have they have like point of view shots of like blurry stuff um and uh and that's a far better explanation than rachel vice is for some reason a reincarnation so what you're saying is the mummy returns (laughs) is a bad movie (laughs) yeah this sounds to me like a textbook case where we should check the novelization of the mummy and see if they cover this <laughs> and make it explicitly the case. I'll tell you what, let's, let's go away. We'll all uh, see if we can <laughs> rustle up a copy of... The novelization uh, of the mummy. This, this is the mummy. There'll be one. Long. This Probably is something like I do. Last time I, watched, last time I watched Tron, I came away so completely unaware of what they were trying to communicate that the story of Tron was that I did <laughs> buy the novelization just because I was interested to see how a person can be expected to write down explplicitly what happens in Tron. <laughs> Does it explain with, it? I didn't read Tron it. Is, I just bought it. <laughs> the thing with Tron is, like, you've got to remember it came out in a time before the internet was a big thing. So oh, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Like what their version of the internet is is something completely different to what happened oh yeah they could they're totally wrong about what computers do but because of that <laughs> i found it very interesting to, to I, I want to know what they thought they were saying computers do yeah um, like it like the the, the the there was a simplistic example of this where uh, they were uh, the scene opens on an on a, an intricately painted backdrop of all these like um you know, Tronny places and backgrounds. And the people walk down a slope. And I remember thinking, like, what does it say in the screenplay there? Like, they walk down what? A slope? <laughs> <laughs> a slope of what? They, it, in, interior, yeah. what? So, uh, uh, so that's... Interior, I wanted to cyber void. And, and in a script, you can go, interior, cyber void, they go down an incline. <laughs> But yeah. uh, but in a novelization you can't do that. And I was like, no. how? What will he put? And then, and then I didn't read it because, come on, who cares? But I've got <laughs> it. It's the novelization of Tron. Ultimately. <laughs> no. And so that night, that night, I went on a, a Patreon hangout that I was doing, and I said, I said this. I said that I've got this book of of Tron, and um, and uh, one of my patrons and like everyone in my, it's an interesting relationship now because everyone in my Patreon hangouts are like friends as well. Which just makes me doubly grateful for their continued support. Um, and uh, so one of them immediately responded, Oh, you mean this? And just went and got the same book that she had bought that same, like, I don't know whether it was like that <laughs> week, that year, but it was still recent. Yeah. And we talked about it again at our most recent one. And no, sh- she hasn't read it either. <laughs> we've just, bo- we both bo- independently bought this. This Tron book. Now, and this is something that I will always carry in my heart. The reason why I bought it was because I wanted to know how they explained Tron. The reason that she bought it is because the man who wrote the novelization of Tron shares a name, first and second name with, but is not, the man who wrote all the songs for Postman Pat. Oh! Um, and, and as you know, I am 
very, very fond of the album of the songs from Postman Pat. So, like, <laughs> are, you, are you sure it's not the same person? <laughs> no. Because how can you be sure? But it probably isn't, is it? You can never be sure. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut this bit out because it's got, it's gotten a little bit specific, and then I'm like, oh no, I've got, to, I've got to keep it in there. <laughs> I just love the idea of two people both having the novelization of the movie Tron and then picking it up to read it and going, no, I'm not going to read the novelization of the movie Tron. <laughs> no. Because no one Even probably ever has. I wrote it. Yeah. I think uh. I would if the Postman Pack guy wrote I have read. I have read the novelization of Santa Claus the movie. <laughs> I mean, I would be surprised if you hadn't. Yeah, like if there hadn't been one, I'd have written it. But there is, yeah. so I read yeah. it. Just is to make one... sure I didn't need to write a better one. And I is don't, there one good. of the Super Mario Brothers movie? Yes, and it's not very good. So I need, oh. to re- I need to write a better one of that. I notice we've just spent a long time talking about Tron, mm. which <laughs> isn't... My favourite mythological, <laughs> no, mythological film. <laughs> It's um, based on the myth of how people use computers. Yeah, it's, it's based on the myth of the internet. <laughs> um, so really. yeah, no, my answer to your question eventually, I guess, is either the mask or the mummy. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're both very, very reasonable responses. I, um, I would say, I would, I would say, like in terms of mythology, and this is what I was gonna gonna say earlier, like mythological films that have to be based on like a myth like the mask i would say like obviously has the sort of history of loki that loki exists in that universe and it is Mm -hmm. mainly about that sort of playful mischievousness i would say the mummy is more of just a solid adventure movie right but like it's it's definitely got the magic of of like Ancient it's DJ. obviously yeah. it's it's yeah. it's you know exoticism right it's like it's yes. you know mm. this culture has a, a history and folkloric tales that we have decided is real magic because it's different to ours it's not it's less yeah. mundane yeah um yeah. uh but you know that's that, well, that that's makes it more exciting doesn't it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like um I there's wonder, that yeah i wonder if in the mask universe where you're right loki exists yeah. Does that imply that like other gods exist in the mask universe? And it's... like in the the New York of the mask, like that the the underpinnings of that world is that there are gods and that there are pantheons and stuff. Like uh, specifically it's, it's the, the Norse Marvel... gods exist. Like yeah. it's, uh, it's this the is Marvel covered universe. in Yeah. Oh, is it? Right. Yeah, yeah. No. It it is not because of the fil- the existence of the film Son of the Mask. Where, <laughs> where Loki is a character, which includes Loki as played by Alan Cumming. Uh, well, have they not just gone to great lengths to establish that Alan Cumming <laughs> could indeed play Loki in the Marvel yeah, yeah. universe? Yeah, I mean, I, if at any point I they would wanted be, that. I would be very happy if Loki season two included Jim oh. Carrey. 
The Alan oh, Cumming yeah. mask, the, uh, Loki from the Mask to Son of Mask. That too. I would also. <laughs> I would also. Obviously, I would enjoy that also. Ob- obviously, but yeah. I want Jim Carrey as Stanley Ipkiss yeah. uh, to return to return in yeah. Loki season two. And they acknowledge that that's the Loki that he was. He's Loki, but he was just maybe another variation of him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. One, one, one who, all, all of whom's power got put into a mask. Imagine yeah. if they, they they try and get Jim Carrey and they can't afford to get him, so it's just, they're just like, I guess we'll get Jamie Kennedy from The Mask too. <laughs> <laughs> That's just as good, right? <laughs> just as memorable, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, like, yeah. So does anyone else have an answer to this question? Um, I feel like I've stalled for a long time. So you <laughs> well, all need to have the, I'll, amazing I'll be honest, answers. I'll now. be honest with you, Jahan, um, and this might pull back the curtain just a little too much. But um, the the purpose of this this conversation isn't necessarily so that I can fill out my spreadsheet of what's everyone's favourite um, myth and legend movie, but in yeah. fact to make us or to to go through the process of becoming co- uh, cogent of. What is What's a myth a and myth legend movie? Leg- <laughs> yeah. And I think we've arrived at the answer that we don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think and yeah, we're it's... quite keen to subvert the question. But <laughs> we do know, or do we, that that the novelization of the movie Tron is written by the same man who does Postman who wrote, Pat. Who wrote the yes. Postman Pat theme. And that Jamie Kennedy is nailed on for Loki season two. <laughs> nailed we've esta- Nailed on. (laughs) We've established these two facts. So these will be the foundation stone of the entire rest of this episode. (laughs) I do do love the internet archivism that, um, uh, like, it's possible to do with just the no- just the very small knowledge that these two people share did did a role or like uh, or this one person did separate roles like what happened on Tumblr that one time when they found out that the person who sings you're a mean one Mr Grinch is the s- same person who did Tony the Tiger and yeah. so uh, and they were like what did the what did the Grinch do to Tony Tiger to make him sing such a rude <laughs> song <laughs> The internet often, um, di- quote, quote unquote, discovers these facts, yeah. though, doesn't it? <laughs> by which, um, so, by which is meant someone googled a widely available fact, <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, but, but then for me, Phil Ravenscroft is mainly known um, as uh, Darth Vader um, from from the uh, Donnie and Marie uh, Star Wars. Special. Oh yeah. I don't know that. The Osmonds. <laughs> they, what, the, the Osmonds did a Star Wars have you, have, special. If you haven't oh, seen the Donnie Marie Star Wars special, I oh, will Oh, you're going to love it, Jahan. You're going to really enjoy it. I have never heard of this. What is this? Oh, it's well good. They get Agreed. so much wrong. Um, and they get the tone so obnoxiously wrong. Yeah. Um, because it came out, and we looked at the, up the date, and it was like... Mm-hmm. When no one could possibly have seen Star Wars like more than three times, right? Yeah. So, but, so, what, what was uh, this like? A TV special? Yeah, that it's, came a TV, out. it's a TV. It's yeah, it's there. It's just one episode of their show. So they're just cavorting about, doing songs, yeah. doing like you know, end of the pier jokes type stuff, and um, but also they are good entertainers. So it's like yes. it's a cracking show, and the songs are well written in it. And everything. the songs are by Alf Clausen, so you know. Yeah. They're good. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's like holy someone shit. needs to link me to it's, this. Uh, it's it the right Star Wars Christmas alley. special, which is it was. Once again, though, I feel that we have we have drifted from the topic <laughs> yeah. of myths and legends. This is a yes. real I waste mean, of of wow. I mean, I say that, like, the Osmonds are legendary. Yeah, there you go. Right? Okay. <laughs> okay, so in that case, double whammy, if we allow the Osmonds to be mythological characters, <laughs> <laughs> Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, the 1998 video or whatever it was, my favourite. Well, that definitely, like, biblical stuff, you could definitely say that's myths and legends. Yeah, but, right? but yeah. when it was only one myth and legend, I considered it, and then I was like, no, do you know what, it, do it still doesn't quite poke over santa claus the movie for me if na <laughs> but but based on the sheer number of legends in it I it see, automatically yeah. makes its way up there i still prefer santa claus the movie you understand but it's been outranked yeah yeah <laughs> I, I mean but you prefer santa claus the movie because it's shaped you as a human yeah oh wait i've just realized if we allow the osmonds to be a legend and therefore joseph <laughs> is a well john lithgow is in santa claus the movie so <laughs> it's back in number one <laughs> The, the premise is that the basketballer ends up in Cartoon Land. Yeah. Yeah. yeah to be honest, the backgrounds are kind of CG. You've got the cartoon, got that the kind of more hand-drawn-ish um, mm. Looney Tunes sort of um, characters in front of that, and then also my, Michael Jordan is there. Actually, yeah. I'm just trying to think now. Like in Space Jam, like in the basketball scene at the end, mm. is that animated or not? I can't even remember. It's, His it's arms all stretch. Animated. No, yeah. I, I, know, I know his yeah. arms stretch. I mean, like, is the court... <laughs> you fool, I know his arms stretch. <laughs> is the court and stuff animated, or was it live action? I, it's I it's, all, it's all animated, yeah. They, they was just, it? They just got Michael Jordan... Um, I thought it was a real court. No. I don't know. Uh, the, 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 that's designed to look like an animated setting. No, I don't. Don't make, me, don't make me have to watch Space Jam again, <laughs> <for God's sake. laughs> Well, like with the. Uh, I mean, Jahan, with... it's only 45 minutes long or something. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really not, not that bad. <laughs> it's, it's, really... it's, just a, it's just a really long Nike advert, is, <laughs> is what it is. Um, but yeah, apparently they had like a load of men in green morph suits go around with Michael Jordan playing basketball, and then the animators were like, this is not how regular people move. <laughs> like. <laughs> That's, that's not how we do it because there was just like bits of Michael Jordan just missing uh, because it, oh, like, okay, yeah. the green suits were in front of him and stuff and it was just like oh, oh, oh yeah it, the making of Space yeah. Jam's really weird isn't it because yeah. the director is in like the wasn't the director insane yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean you watch that movie yes he is uh, have you ever seen a picture of the director of the original Space Jam Joe Pitka no a picture of him right he is Vigo from Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> okay. Oh, gosh. Oh, golly me. Okay, I've looked it up and yes. Do you see is, what I mean? He is, in fact, Vigo from Ghostbusters 2. To the extent that, like, not only does <laughs> oh, he look just like him, but he goes around pulling faces and stuff. Yes. <laughs> there, is no, there is no metric by which the director of Space Jab is not Vigo the Carpathian. He's Vigo at the bit at the end where they're sucking his face into different shapes. He is Vigo. <laughs> <laughs> I've just seen this uh, insider headline. Space Jam director slams the new sequel and says it took him hey. five Five tries to get through it. <laughs> like, like, how many tries do you just stop? You just give up. 
Like Space, Space Jam director slams Space Jam 2 by saying, in a castle of blood. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, Christopher Lloyd Merlin goes after Arthur the Aardvark. Yeah, sorry, I, <laughs> I just sorry, I just need to tell you that I scrolled down far enough after typing Joe Pitka into Google Image Search that a picture of Vigo the Carpathian has come up. <laughs> I was thinking yeah. someone like, you, you know, that woman from my big fat Greek wedding. <laughs> you know, oh, like yeah. Neo, Neo, Neo Vodalos or whatever. She is, you know, she's like, only one been in my, Gre- my big fat Greek wedding and my big fat Greek wedding too, and another Greek based film. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another Greek based rom com, I think. Uh, oh, she was oh, also in. She'd be perfect if this, was a, if this was the Greek version of all of this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, if yeah, only I it guess. said if only if only if it was it was Zeus, I hardly know her. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> I was thinking, could we actually change this all to the Greek version? Yeah. But no, the literal title. Yeah, but remember, yeah, okay. we can develop the title. We can we can have my big fat Greek god. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, just want to say thank you for listening to the Lives of Pitch deleted scenes. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, maybe consider sharing it with your friends on social media, by word of mouth, anywhere really. Maybe put it onto a, a thumb drive and just throw it at someone. And maybe even reviewing it on wherever you got it. If you find it somewhere on iTunes or Acast or wherever, maybe review it there. Five stars, thumbs up, give everyone the heads up. Like I said before, thank you. Cheers. Right. Bye. Bye.